In the middle of the small woodland on the hilltop was a small clearing. For years the land had remained untamed and wild. Long grass and nettles were everywhere. It had taken the mole almost a week to clear the brambles and weeds, turn over the soil and sieve it meticulously. He had mixed some rich fertilizer into the muddy ground and buried a selection of different tuber seeds into the loose soil. Every week, through spring and summer, he woke up with a cup of tea for the hedgehog and himself, and then trotted the short distance to the clearing, where green shoots poked above the earth, he poured a little more soil on top. After a few months, the wild clearing had taken on the appearance of well-managed agricultural land, with long furrows stretching from one tree-lined edge to the other. Eventually, months after planting the seeds, and after hours and hours of toil, he set out to the clearing to harvest some of his crops. He was wearing olive-green Wellington boots and had a light wax jacket draped over his shoulders. He carried a canvas sack in one paw and held a garden fork in the other. Past the ancient willows and oaks he walked, on the well-trodden path to the clearing. The sun was shining, and despite it being only ten o'clock in the morning, the heat was starting to make the trees and plants around him sweat their sweet scent of summer. When he reached the clearing, he hung his jacket on the low-hanging branch of an old elm, and trudged in his wellies to the beginning of the first furrow. He positioned the fork precisely on the surface of the ground and eased it into the earth. As he prized it back, the loose soil fell away and between the prongs and caught between them were the most perfectly formed potatoes. Perfection is, of course, subjective. What is perfect to one animal may be substandard to the next, but these were truly wonderful potatoes. They were all the size of small apples and were knobbly and lumpy and full of character. He toiled and toiled in the sun until the large canvas sack was full to bursting. With a stretch of his short arms over his head, he slung the bag over his shoulder and walked back to the stone-thatched cottage. While the mole was in the field working, the hedgehog had been busy. She had made a batter of eggs, flour and milk, and had turned the oven to its hottest setting. She had poured little oil into each section of a metal cupcake tray, and had placed it on the oven's top shelf. She made a couple of cups of tea, one for her, one for the mole, and just as she sat at the kitchen table to take a sip, the mole appeared at the doorway, with the largest bag of potatoes she had ever seen. He slumped in the chair next to her and took a gulp of the hot tea. Together they peeled three dozen potatoes and parboiled them to the hedgehog's specification. Then the hedgehog performed a little magic on them and put them in the oven to roast. A while later the hot tray was removed from the oven and the batter quickly poured into the simmering oil. It bubbled and spat as she ladled it in. Into the oven it went joining the nicely golden and crunchy potatoes. 
Thirty minutes later, they were sat at the table, some Belgian cherry beer in tiny glasses on mats next to overflowing plates. Stacked with mountains of crispy-skinned and fluffy-scented potatoes and perfectly formed Yorkshire puddings. The hedgehog had made some delicious, rich gravy to accompany the starchy delights. They ate and ate. They ate some more. They were in heaven. Potatoes taste better fresh from the ground, and the Yorkshire puddings taste best when made by the hedgehog. They had made enough potatoes to feed every animal in the small wood they lived in, but both animals knew the leftovers wouldn't go to waste. There would be bubble and squeak, certainly, and then there was willow.